What's up, everybody, and welcome to Around the Monitor for the week of July 31st. I'm your host, King Kaiser, and this is the weekly gaming news talk show where every point you make in the discussion is a point towards winning. Joining me once again, we've got Master Ham Mizuki. Uh, cheers, what's up? <laughs> we've got the Ace Attorney, Dapper Dastard. Oh, don't mind me, just uh, just piling in some tanks right now. <laughs> don't worry about me. <laughs> <laughs> got the Snapshot, Crackshot, the Fisher King. I regret nothing. And of course, the hockey sticks and sickle himself, Ian. It's a little cat tail in the back. <laughs> uh, if this is your first time tuning into the show, basically the premise is that we talk through the week's news in gaming as a kind of discussion slash debate format. Whoever makes the best points in arguing their favor or disfavor with the current news gets an actual point, and whoever has the most points at the end of the show wins. Um... We always start the show with a trivia question, though. And that trivia question this week is uh, G4. The oh, fuck. Once, <laughs> once existent gaming uh, television show is, or channel, sorry, is coming back to life, so it seems. My question to you all is at its peak, how many households in America had access oh, to G4? God. It's a... Access to? Um, I didn't know that G4 existed until... Yes, had access to. Until about a week ago, so... (laughs) Okay, so it's how many households had a cable plan that included G4, basically. Which I believe was included in whatever plan had Spike TV. I think you're right. I think think it's a Spike-owned property. Um, I have... There's so many people in America... Yeah, it doesn't even people who, who, who like gave a shit about you for. They could have just accidentally yes. had a cable plan that included it. Exactly. Well, yeah. I'll say this: the, the reason that G four did fail was because not enough people were watching it, so not enough like the cable companies that could have ran it decided to not. Yes. Right. But this is at its peak. Correct. So before people got wise. <laughs> it's the households average of okay. Before they before they started running cops every uh. 30 minutes. <laughs> and I ain't counting cops at all. How many households are in America? Roughly 100 million, give or take. Alright. Wait, wait. How many, how many what is in America? Households. households. Oh, 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 yeah. Like, just in general. Yeah, US is like 330, uh, 340 million people. So, divide by 25. Yeah. 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 It's about 10 times as big as Canada. Uh, okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say sixty-two million. Jesus! All right. Okay. I was gonna go with like twenty-five million. I mean, I have literally like, look, I used to work in TV. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> I'm going twenty-five million. Okay. That, even that seems a bit high, though. I'm gonna go ten million. What'd you say, Fisher, for your number? It's Sixty-two, because sixty-nine is definitely too high. It is, but I'm going 69 million. Hey, that's my boy. <laughs> uh, nice. The correct answer, amazingly, 61,000. Sorry, 61 million. So Fisher Fisher almost like Babe Ruth that with his uh 62 million. That was that was pretty insane. So that means our order is going to be Fisher, followed by Mizuki, followed by Ian, followed by Dapper. Let's go through this week's topics, which include the Nintendo Giga Leak is upon us, where we have 
so much information. But Best word ever. The Giga League. Well, I mean, yeah. that's how we found out about Giga Bowser, you know. No. Yeah. Uh, we we well, already knew about Giga no, Bowser. Yeah, 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 no, yeah. Just a joke. Uh, Hideo Kojima apparently wants to make a horror game with Junji Ito. The LEC announced a partnership with Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia and canceled it within 24 hours due to backlash. Mm, mm, Rise mm, mm. from your grave, G4, will be returning in the year of our Lord 2021. It seems like Halo Infinite is going to be supported for years a la a games-as-a-service type game. Fall Guys is launching for free on PlayStation Plus. The Israeli military wants to use Xbox controllers to pilot their remote tanks. Or, sorry, oh, remote yeah. pilot their tanks, as Dapper alluded to earlier. Grounded, the new uh, is that uh, Obsidian. Obsidian. I almost wanted to say uh, Bioware. Yeah, it's Obsidian. Obsidian. Uh, You would be forgiven for saying Bioware. Yeah, consider it. They're very uh, confusable. Yeah, confusable. Uh, Grounded has a quote-unquote spider slider to help people who have arachnophobia. Five years after its release, Metal Gear Solid 5 players on PlayStation 3 have successfully disarmed all nuclear bombs, which has unlocked a secret cutscene in the game. Ubisoft has canned a RPG from the Dragon Age creative, develop- or creative director because the now-fired Serge, Serge Haskowet? Haskowet? I think it's Sergei. Or Sergei? Sergei, and I think it is. Probably Sergei. Sergei Haskwet. Yeah. The, the Has- problematic yeah. Uh, chief of operations, I think, was his title. Did Number not... 69, whatever that thing was I had last week. Yeah. Crunch Babble, whatever the fuck it was called. Yeah. The unannounced Call of Duty game has apparently been leaked on a Doritos bag. Fuck yeah. Which is just about the most gamer <laughs> thing I've ever heard. That kicks so much ass. <laughs> it's so good. I hope they were the Baja Blast flavored Doritos. <laughs> And it looks like Sony and Xbox both have another showcase planned for August. Who knows what we may or may not see at those. Maybe a price. (laughs) (laughs) No. One can only imagine. One can only imagine. Fisher, you're up first. What would you like to take for your beginning topic? Look, look, look. I love that Call of Duty topic so much, but I'm not (laughs) taking it. Uh, (laughs) It's actually a really, really good week. So I'm uh, going to talk about rising from the not even the ashes the decrepit nothingness of the wind g4 it's back even though not only did no one ask for it no one considered that a possibility (laughs) um so yeah g4 has announced via uh, a weird twitter uh video that was like we we never stopped playing uh a fucking thing of just like scrolling uh footage of I don't know, somewhat fucking Dave Lang's basement. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, just like, you know, G4, hey, G4, we're coming back. 2021, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, it's not likely, but God, I hope they're coming back as a television. Oh, my God. I hope they're coming back as a television channel uh, because uh, so obviously this is a sign that whoever owns G4, I guess probably still Spike TV. I don't fucking know who owns the goddamn thing. Um, mm. Whoever owns the G4 licensing and, and rights has been like, hey, you know what people are getting more and more into and what's the biggest industry in the world that it, we aren't properly monetizing? It's fucking video games. <laughs> the kids love their Fortnites. They did Star Wars in it. They did it. They did Marvel in it. Kids <laughs> love it. Put it on TV. Um Un- uh, unrealizing, of course, because uh, magnate television owners and like people that work in media do not understand that television is dying, and that famously people don't 
want to watch video games on TV. There already exists platforms for those. There exists on-demand platforms for those that I don't have to fucking tune in during a certain time slot to actually see. If it's a Twitch stream, I go watch a VOD. If it's a YouTube thing, it's never going to go away. I can just watch it there. I was, I was, I was going to cut it and say, uh, yes, hello, you're, you're watching Around the Monitor on twitch.tv slash King Kaiser. <laughs> no, you're watching, you're watching Around the Monitor on G4's 830 time slot. Uh, seriously, uh, G4, if you want us to be on your uh, network. Yo, 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 G4, I'm giving you a hard time here. Homie, if you're trying to, if you're trying to get some, we will absolutely chill. We have no problem chilling. We have, Not a single we have one of no us problem chilling. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're going to they're gonna pluck a, a, a Twitch channel that has... Uh, just over 100 followers. Hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. We already have. We already. Ha- we already have the infrastructure doing. All they gotta do is give us a platform to make more people see it on. That's a good point. <laughs> I've I, I've been in investment now, meetings for bullshit media companies. Um, okay. Now here's here's the question: Will yes. more people actually watch G4 than watch our Twitch stream? <laughs> uh, if it's on TV, uh, n- no, most likely not actually, because um, it, the thing is, it's not going to be included in any default cable package. It's a failed television channel. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're giving it away for free in a cable package, like to a local subsidiary, that's not going to happen. And also, you're not going to do it. That's not even making any money. Um, I mean, uh, it's a thing in television where you, you have to you have to justify your own ad space as valuable mm-hmm. in order to sell it. And if you can't, people will not pay you for it. That's that that's very basic, like television one on one. Um. I, I don't think they're coming back as a television channel is the main point of this, though. I, it'd be it's untenable. It's it's unimaginable. Uh, they're most likely coming back in a YouTube format, um, which actually I would be relatively excited to see. Or if maybe they're coming in in a YouTube slash live on multiple platforms. We have a deal with somebody format, which would also be good. Um, like people give shit to G4 rightfully so. But it did launch a lot of like. Uh, people that work in the industry now came from G4. Uh, both the Willems, like all Funhouse, basically, except mm-hmm. for um, Kovic, came from G4. Like it's not like it's not like that just died and went nowhere. It actually ended up like kind of paving the way for what would become a lot of YouTube uh, content creators that work in the games industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, I, I wouldn't wish it away. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens here. I, I don't, I can't, I can't be like optimistic because I'm, I, we know what happened to G4. But there is a chance that this actually, you know, is something good mm. we shall see though mizuki you're up next what would you like to talk about for your topic um i would like to talk about the military and video games mm. the tale nice. is the tale is old as time i mean it's not that old but it, it's <laughs> honestly a pretty old tale so there has been some new stuff coming out that the israeli military is using Xbox controllers and monitors to remotely pilot their tanks, which is like honestly pretty cool in that like dark sense of the way, <laughs> like term. Uh, it's cool, but it's morbid, and uh-huh. it's you know how the mil- we I think we talked about this very recently, maybe even last week, where the military is recruiting gamers using like Twitch and a bunch of other methods. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a reason for that. The military is using technology and, you know, it's a lot easier to train someone to pilot a drone, a tank, 
a periscope, which they already use on submarines with Xbox controllers. They already use drones with Xbox controllers. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really easy to pluck a gamer or someone who just plays games in their free time that wouldn't be considered like a gamer and teach them to use a fucking Xbox controller than it is to teach them to use a wildly complicated like military tech thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, makes perfect sense that they're going to do this. I'm sure Microsoft isn't happy about it, but you know what? They probably can't do anything because the military can just dro drop by fucking Best Buy and pick up a whole pallet of Xbox <laughs> controllers and Microsoft's not going to be able to do a damn thing about it. So, like, uh, I, I, I think the moral quandary of using consumer goods to disconnect soldiers and young people from the killing that they are going to do, not so great. Yeah, um, I think I think that's where it becomes particularly like scummy and dubious and like hey man that part is scummy and dubious because let's, let's be realistic here mm -hmm. even if it's not a fucking xbox controller the military is still gonna do this they're still gonna put screens and easy to use like digital tech in front of soldiers to disassociate them from the violence so like mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that it's an Xbox controller. It's just a lot cheaper for a military to buy a controller for 40 bucks than it is to develop like a $3,000 joystick. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, of course they're going to buy Xbox controllers. They've been doing it for years. Hell, the I forget if it was the Navy or the Air Force bought like hundreds of PS3s and it was easier to just link them all together and make a supercomputer than to actually build their own supercomputer. <laughs> so, like, they're going to keep... <laughs> crimping from games and like consumer tech when they can because mm. it's just cheaper and more efficient to do it it's not like game companies aren't out there actively trying to outfit the military with this shit as far as i know so i don't think worry too much about that worry more about the military itself <laughs> i mean i guess i guess the plus side is they're not using uh joy cons because then they get that joy con drift and they would just you know always shoot a little bit to the right and it would be oh they'd mow down so many civilians wouldn't be cool <laughs> that'd be, that'd be I'll, horrible I'll tell you, is, is the secret part of the story though that it proves the superiority of the xbox controller over the playstation <laughs> controller because that's what the military is using yeah. where, where, where's my set where's sticks my... are better Offset my... sticks are just better, and you don't need the D-pad, so the Xbox like, Xbox controller is just king. Switch Pro controller, baby, it's the future. I was I was hoping somebody would make a uh, <laughs> what what's the the Xbox the pro the the lab the, the controller lab the uh, oh. where you can design, oh, design your lab own design lab it's design lab yeah. Mm. You gotta um, get that camo, man. Get the military camo on there. Why aren't we controlling tanks with fight sticks, you cowards? God, show me that. Show me your fucking pretzel combos. Because it's a lot easier to teach someone to use an Xbox controller than a yeah, fight stick. Yeah, but imagine if we could just do combo. <laughs> but guys, mouse, mouse, and, mouse and keyboard is always superior in shooting games. So okay. I don't know why we're using controllers anyway. I do I do want to give uh, Michael me a, a great joke. He says, uh, what about the Wildcats controllers? I think he means Mad Cats controllers. He meant Mad Cats, yeah. But yes. <laughs> Cats, fuck yeah! Wildcats would be Man, good, if we if we gave the military Madcats controllers, they would just like you, Ian. Okay. they'd kill themselves by yeah, accident all the time. Mm. <laughs> oh my god! The uh, says, I want to drive a tank with my uh, the, the chainsaw Resident Evil oh, Four controller. controller. <laughs> oh fuck! What about the Doug controller? What does the Doug button do? God damn it! <laughs> Tank with, moving, a with a guitar hero guitar moving on from this <laughs> it's like how, how what, what difficult controllers can you beat 
Dark Souls on. It's what difficult controllers can you pilot a tank on? A oh, guy shit. Lady Dark Souls on bananas. <laughs> They're gonna do bananas and DDR pads next. Jesus yeah. God! It'll it's Evangelion, guys. It's oh coming. wait, what about now, the I, I just picture somebody in a tank doing dance dance moves. Pilot. It's G Gundam, man. That's what it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's Gundam now. What about the, uh, All right. Big Steel Battalion controller. It's this, made for. This joke has peaked. Uh, Ian, what would you like to talk about for your topic? Uh. So, I want to talk about uh, calling all spider sliders. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know the fucking Canadian-Japanese anime spider riders, but that what? shit slapped when I was like, seven years old. I'm sorry. <laughs> not. Is this a real thing? This is a real thing. Holy looking shit. it up right now, and it's a real thing. <laughs> it's fucking rad shit. shit. It's so fucking like I haven't watched it in probably like fifteen years. Oh, it sucks ass. <laughs> I, I bet. But as a child, that shit was the bomb. It's like kids riding fucking uh, mechanical spiders. <laughs> All right, Ian, t- tell us about the spider riders and the spider sliders, please. Uh, so this isn't spider riders. This is spider sliders. Um, so Grounded is a new, uh, an upcoming game from Obsidian, Mm -hmm. um, where you are a small, but small man. You are a trash man. I am David Smallman. (laughs) You are David Smallman, and you're trying to survive in the tiny wilderness. Mm. Uh, and as you may know, a lot of people don't like spiders. I currently have a couple spiders in my room, and it's not the best. But just, these are big spiders because you're a small man. Uh, real quick, just to, just to clarify in that, you, these are just like roaming spiders. They're not... Yes. Okay. Yes. You, you can take think, them outside if you need to. I think there's like a web in my ceiling somewhere that I need to find and get rid of. Oh, no. Yeah. Not great. Um... This isn't that either. This is, it's a survival game, and there's big spiders, and some people don't like spiders. Uh, So, as an accessibility option, which is great, uh, Obsidian has decided that let's just make, like, a slider from 1 to 6, or from 0 to 5, I guess, um, of how spider-y do you want these spiders to be? Um... (laughs) How how much do you want your spider? Take mm-hmm. your pick. Uh, so, like, at zero, obviously, it's, like, the stylized spider in the game's art style. Mm. It's a big-ass spider with eight legs. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you bring it over to one out of six, and now it's got three legs. Which I don't know if that's better. <laughs> yeah, there's there's definitely some really weird middle ground that they reach with some of the, the, the like... It's not. It doesn't look like a spider. No, it looks worse somehow. <laughs> it kind of looks worse. <laughs> um, bring it oh, up to now two. It's, now it's, got yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just a floating like spider body and face. Um, and then you can get rid of its fucking like fang things, and then it turns into like just circles with texture mm-hmm. or with like a fucking drawing on them. And then it's just a gray circle with red, like, orbs for eyes. Yeah. It's like two gray circles with red orbs for eyes floating 
and obviously this doesn't change like the mechanical uh role of the spiders they still will eat you very much so nom nom (laughs) (laughs) i just think some of these are fucking eldritch horrors even more so than spiders are already eldritch horrors it's it's just such a i think for me it's such a fascinating thing to do because it's not something i would ever consider i mean you wouldn't like obviously people people don't like skeletons they're naturally like terrifying to human beings but (laughs) we are going to see like the next skyrim be like oh we we have an option to change all skeletons into not skeletons like it's 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 amazing to see them do this in this game and and i i do i would love some information to see how this gets used like if we get like a week from now like hey here's the data on how much or how little people change their spiders I, I've made fun of this lightheartedly. I think this is a good thing. I think all accessibility options like that you can put in the game should be put in the game. Um, and actually, looking at this accessibility screen, there's some screenshots from it. Uh, there's colorblind mode, there's large text, there's text-to-speech, there's uh, oh, all sorts of subtitle options. Uh, you can change your chat text-to-speech and speech-to-text, which... All of those things should be in pretty much every game mm-hmm. that has like any amount of budget. Uh, and I will say, so. apparently, even though this game is on Game Pass, it's actually one of the top-selling games on Steam right now, which kind of blows my mind because I did not expect that to do so well. Dapper, what would you like to talk about for your first topic? All right, we're going to dive right in to Riot Games and the LEC. Hey! We're diving right into this. Give it to them. So, yesterday... Uh, seven nineteen a.m. I guess or two days ago if you're if you're not watching this live. Mm. Uh, so Wednesday, July twenty ninth, seven nineteen. Uh, LEC, which is the League European, which is the League European Championship. So it's a uh, professional League of Legends uh, Europe's mm. uh, division. Uh, announces that the LEC is forming a new partnership with Neom. Uh, for most people that wouldn't mean anything on first glance because they're probably not super well informed on uh, Middle Eastern uh, business ventures. Uh, (laughs) But if you look into Neom, you learn that it is essentially a Saudi Arabian government-backed megacity project with some massive like $500 billion budget uh, founded by Saudi Arabia's crown prince to basically build a megacity. And that might, again, not on its face seem terrible, but then you look a little bit more and you sort of begin to realize why this is problematic. First, there is the general thing that Saudi Arabia has a pretty bad human rights record. Um, <laughs> again, we, there was the, uh, the murder of the journalist uh, not too, too long ago. Uh, Gashoji, I believe his name was. Yeah, yes. And um, the fact that it is still pretty much illegal to... Not pretty much. It is illegal to be gay in Saudi Arabia, and attacks on LGBTQ individuals are not uncommon at all. Mm. Um, extra irony: uh, the LEC's Twitter logo is a pride logo. Yeah, uh, so I, just I, to I, double I, down I, on bad decisions. I saw and that. Then, I saw. I saw that getting super memed of just like, "Wow, what a yeah. what a terrible choice." Yeah, and then just to add on some extra bit of badness to it, um, to build the city, they are definitely going to force off a the ethnic uh, community living in that area. And someone who is protesting against the city has already winded up dead for standing up to them. 
So uh. this is bad in every way, shape, or form. It takes no less than, I think, two hours after this 719 announcement for every single member of the LEC's on-air broadcast team to make a strong statement denouncing this, um, followed soon after by other behind-the-scenes individuals at LEC. And then once we got later in the day in California, finally woke up a large number of the LCS, the League's American branch also, uh, joined in solidarity with their EU counterparts in denouncing this decision. Uh, and as we all know, Riot makes some bad decisions. Um, we've <laughs> talked about that many, many times. That's been an understatement. So a lot of people were curious where this was going to go. Well, we actually got uh, it. Actually, we we got this. Actually, turned out. I mean, I'll get into it later. But we got good news that by 9:35 p.m. Eastern time, so little over 12 hours later, they had already canceled the partnership. Um, and so just no more donezo. Mm -hmm. So there's two big things that like I want to take out of this, and I'll move through them quickly. One, this should have never happened in the first place. There was very clearly mistakes made that anyone ever thought this was a good idea. And that alone makes this a problematic story even if it has a good ending. This just simply should not have happened. But I do want to, on a second point, note how cool it was that there was such a unified and immediate response um, against this. Mm -hmm. From, again, the entire LEC cast and crew, a lot of other individuals, a lot of LCS members, even Doublelift memed on it, and even Reddit, uh, surprisingly, was uh, very much against this. I saw a fair amount of homophobic comments on Twitter, but yeah. whatever, screw your Twitter. Um, but even the general Reddit population was very much against this decision. So while it's still unfortunate, and I know many of the LEC employees are still hurt that this ever happened, um, it was very cool to see just an immediate unified pushback. And not only that I pushed back, but it worked. Uh... Moving on to maybe a lighter topic. Fisher, what would you like to take for your <laughs> round oh, two? Honey, honey, we're on to a, a, the superior topic because it's finally time to talk about the Call of Duty Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> because because Pridge took the other topic I was going to say. Tell us, a topic shift. Tell us about yes. Call of Duty Cold War and their magic Dorito bag. So I I don't even I don't even want the article up, but for, for the sake of like being a good man, I, I, I will. Um, so, look, I, I, Call of Duty leaked on a Doritos bag. What do you want from me? <laughs> uh, no, so uh, there was a, a photo of what I assume is a like uh, in factory, uh, like either a test or like making the bags now to. Uh, then you know make the doritos in later i i can't take this out seriously um and it has what appears to be the call of duty cold war logo it's just the words cold war let's be frank here mm -hmm. uh, it's not much of a logo to be had um and uh then like a double xp when uh two uh when double xp for a year maybe with this bag of doritos motherfucking doritos baby um and I don't give a shit about this topic, but I love so much that 
like there's I hope this was intentional. I hope this is like this is like fucking fourth wave intentional marketing where they're like, what what does our core demographic care more about than anything else? Call of Duty, probably racism. Let's let's just uh, don't worry about that. Um, they care about they care What's... about America, Doritos, Mountain Dew, and like so we're gonna fucking give it to them. God damn it, we're gonna we're gonna say, hey, you need you want your hot Doritos news and your hot Call of Duty news? Bam, here it is. All together, coming to you live on G4. We're talking oh, about God. Doritos. We're talking about the best pairings for Doritos and Mountain Dew. Shit. Actually, that's actually a great idea for a G- parody video. G4, G4, uh, <laughs> if you want to use this video, you have to pay us first. Um, <laughs> This is dumb. Uh, but I, like, actually, I don't see a reason that if I'm Call of Duty at this point, seeing not declining sales but stagnating sales the same people buying these games every goddamn year fucking roll with it get wild like try try some crazy stuff people are gonna buy it anyway so do some stuff try and make other people buy it go out go out go out of your way yeah give me that dorito sponsorship give me a doritos give me doritos ninja stars in the game let's go dude i want doritos ninja stars in call of duty yeah, was, that uh, that was actually... these, these are like, just a gun skin that's just a gun wrapped in doritos bag if if these are the baja blast flavor like match doritos i refuse point blank refuse to believe this is not intentional because that <laughs> is motherfucking gamer fuel available now at taco bell really also i have uh an answer to your question about what's the best uh, pairing of Mountain Dew and Doritos. Okay. Uh, and the best pairing is Mountain Dew Voltage with uh, Doritos Zesty Cheese. Interesting. I have, uh, I have nothing to say. Remarkable me notes that uh, unfortunately you will get Doritos dust on your fingers. The day that a, ga- a game company or a company selling stuff to gamers invents something to keep the Dorito dust off my fingers while I game, or possibly, like, I can eat Doritos and then discard whatever thing is on my hand to continue gaming, that is it. Games just, have peaked. Stop. I just use chopsticks. Yeah, I was going to say chopsticks. That's, that's the reasonable answer, but I need something wait, for Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> You're saying you eat Doritos with chopsticks. This is a Cheetos very too. common thing. Cheetos too, yep. This yeah. is a very common thing. Okay, well... Um, Yes, I'm also, crazy. We oh, should definitely no, do a video where we do Doritos and Mountain Dew pairings. Yes, just absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> um, but also, uh, Mizuki and Ian, if you dare to believe that Middle America and the people that play Call of Duty are going to use the fucking chopsticks while gaming to eat their Doritos, no, you're no, no. you just you I just need give them. Sort of, you I, give them the training chopsticks that are attached at the end, and you tell uh, them they're gaming Dorito tweezers, and you're good to go. Here's what I here's what I actually need. I'd like a spring loaded contraption that sits on the back of my controller, and I load it with a Doritos bag, and then it like shoots into my mouth as I game, so I can train my accuracy every, in real life. Every every, game. every time you get a you didn't give me a motherfucking point for that joke. I swear to God, I'm quitting uh, this show. Okay, that was good. That was good. Let's say every time every time you get a headshot, it shoots a Dorito into your mouth. Oh, that's so yeah, good! It's so good. It's, uh, Wait, so it, has, it, it rewards you. Yes. Patent it. Let's go. Patent it. Uh, I do. I do want just just so it gets read on air. Remarkable Me's original point was to have a skin, an unlockable skin in the game where your character has Doritos crust on their fingers as they pull the trigger. Oh, oh my god! That's amazing. The, the longer you're alive, the more Doritos dust gets on your gun as you like reloading it. It's like a like come a, on, a, Randy Ward. A a king king of the kill like uh style game mode where you just become like the orange Cheeto man and <laughs> because of that they 
you get extra armor from the Doritos. You get a killing suit and it's just a big bag. <laughs> okay, wow, seriously. So today. Yeah, I, I was gonna cut some of this, but I don't think I can cut any of this. Uh, it's real. <laughs> it's all very good. Musicy. What would you like to talk about next? How are you gonna follow that? Um, I don't know that any topic can actually follow it, but uh, oh, I'm gonna one. go with the Nintendo Giga Leak. Heck yeah, there's two. Nice. Tell us about the amazing like wealth of knowledge we've been afforded now. Okay, so let's first preface this with what the fuck is the Nintendo Giga Leak? <laughs> Basically, there is a leak of fuck loads of data from nintendo over the past i think this was actually years ago um this is not a recent leak but they oh. have been slowly the the people that actually stole essentially mm. all that information from nintendo have been slowly pushing it out like they've been sitting on a lot of it and just putting it out through different uh avenues so that they don't mm. get caught and imprisoned or sued uh, over the years, so straight up murder by the uh, Nintendo assassins. Uh, the the Nintendo mafia will come get them. Yeah. Um, but the newest stuff that's been leaked is a bunch of old video game source code assets, and it is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Everything in this leak is great. Luigi was in Super Mario sixty four and got cut. There's a bunch of audio files from like old games that are actually crisp and not compressed to fit on a cartridge so they're actually like good quality they're great i recommend you go to our discord channel where we have a bunch of the star fox ones le oh, links God. they're fantastic every single one we've got goofy ass like initial versions of enemies in like ocarina of time with the octorots octoroks <laughs> that look like these adorable little octopus dudes that i kind of want to put on a grill and then eat um <laughs> And just a bunch of prototype stuff. And I, I want to talk a couple about a little bit about the positives and negatives of this. Mm. Positives is it gives everyone a really good insight just to what making a game is like. Because a lot of stuff when you make a game ends up on the cutting room floor. Not everything goes in. And you get a lot of early iterations of things like mechanics that are shitty and enemies that just don't work out or get massively changed over the course of a game characters that get cut i know there was some star fox 2 character information where they had like a whole palette of multiple characters like a actual black woman in a yeah. star fox game which never would have thought which, that was gonna happen <laughs> if you if you told me hey there's a nintendo property that was originally going to have a a black woman in the game as a playable character no yeah. maybe not playable but as like a main character and you told me it was it was going to be Star Fox, I would have said your this is the worst joke. It's not you, even funny at all. You could have told me it was any Nintendo game and I'd have <laughs> laughed you out of the room. But, <laughs> like, but the one that only features anthropomorphic animals uh yep. definitely wouldn't have been the one I picked. Which probably part of why they cut that person from the, <laughs> the game. I don't but, know, man. Sonic's kissed kissed real human women. I can't, I can't Star Fox. But they've got, like, they even had some of the old devs on Twitter and stuff commenting on a bunch of these leaks. Like, the Star Fox, like, lead dev was like, yeah, honestly, I don't remember making that character. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a bunch of ones like that. On, on the negative side of this leak, there's a lot of stuff in game development that is private and should remain private that isn't with this. Um, I'm not even just talking, like, IP things. Just... A lot of code that has comments yeah. in there that are personal and often 
almost like diaries and journals for developers because they'll you'll get stuck at a point when you're coding and you leave a three paragraph long comment about how this thing fucking sucks and you can't figure it out and random people on the internet are reading your depressing self uh evaluating statements that are in your code 30 years later uh that's not a super cool thing um so pieces like that i i don't like and there's definitely privacy issues when it comes to the engine and things that that should really be private if the company doesn't want to share it like if they don't want to share it they don't have to so that stuff kind of sucks but i'm really at the same time i'm really happy we got to see some of this info that nintendo Nintendo especially would never fucking release on their own. Never in a million other companies, years. Other companies might release some like cool voice actor flack files or something. Nintendo's never going to do that in a million years. No, no yeah. Way. Yeah, I mean I mean getting getting Skinny Yoshi out of this is just uh Grandpa Yoshi motherfucker. Skinny Yoshi's curse, dude. I don't like that. Also at all. also the actual sprite of of it. Luigi fl- flipping the bird to the camera is very, very good. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, that's that's one of the developer things, too, is, like, you'll get developers that do a bunch of shit like that, but no, it's not ever going to be shipped. And that's yeah. kind of a privacy thing, too. Like, mm-hmm. you might make something for funsies and be like, I never want this in the game. And now it's yeah. out there for millions of people to see. I- I'm excited to see what, what, what more leaks we get out of this, uh, even though they, they almost certainly were obtained through dubious means. But until the next leak, Ian, what would you like to talk about for your second topic? Well... Speaking of uh, games being left on the cutting room floor, fuck Ubisoft for various <laughs> reasons. <laughs> there, there for many reasons, um, some of which have been talked about on the show in the past couple weeks. Um, so go listen to those if you don't know what I'm talking about. Basically, Ubisoft harbored sexual abusers and all sorts of abuse for many, many years, basically its entire existence, (laughs) and everyone in charge at Ubisoft should be held accountable. I should just change their name to the Catholic Church, am I right? Jesus Christ. Okay! (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Don't be political in the Discord, coming out! (laughs) It's not not politics, it's religion. It's a separate thing. Uh, Separate separate but equal, you know? Listen... (laughs) Sorry. I appreciate that joke though. <laughs> Damn it. Um, this is a news story that basically um, the Dragon Age creative director and most of the creative team uh, were working for a while on uh, a game called Avalon, which was, as the name might imply, a like King Arthur set setting mm-hmm. like uh game that apparently had like monster hunter uh fucking co-op elements which y'all know i love me some monster hunter so i wanted to play i want to play what this game was and from what i've seen on twitter uh there have been quite a few people who worked on the project now coming out and saying like yeah this game was sick Mm -hmm. um but then uh fucking sergey uh hasso hascoet or some shit, uh, came yeah, in and was like, mm, you know what, you're you're not gonna be as good as Tolkien, so fuck it, you're done. Don't which, stop working on this game. Which is just the most wild. They they worked on the game for a year, and he's like, mm, it's not Lord of the it's Rings. <laughs> <laughs> which is like 
Tolkien is the wildest bar you can set. Like, obviously, there have been fantasy stories that are better than Lord of the Rings because they've learned lessons from Lord of the Rings or because they, like, did their own thing. Um, but, like, also, fucking Tolkien basically created the modern version of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and was incredibly influential in just storytelling for the last, what, hundred years? Not that long. Lord of the Rings, like 80 years? 80-ish, yeah. 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 It was like like in the 40s, I think. Yeah. Still. Like, it's really hard to be better than Ubisoft, especially, like, when you're making a corporate Ubisoft video game. That's not to say video games can't have great storytelling, but you're not going to be writing Lord of the Rings. Yeah, chances are, if, if it's a Ubisoft game, it's not well regarded for its story. Uh, Dapper said anything. What would you? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Dapper. What would you like to take for your final topic? All right, I'm gonna take one of your articles and expand a little bit beyond its Mm. uh, framework. Um, and we're gonna talk about uh, Fall Guys and Mm. how to really, really do a great job of generating anticipation for your game. Heck yeah. All right, so we talked about this when it was big, but um, Valorant had a really good beta period because it utilized uh, it basically utilized Twitch to its best advantage. Mm-hmm. Uh, what Valorant did was it gave streamers the ability to have drops of the beta key for the game, which is sort of a win-win-win-win situation. The streamers and Twitch get extra views. Riot got interest generating their game, and viewers potentially got a chance to get into a beta. Mm-hmm. So, again, sort of everyone wins. Uh, and they drew tremendously big numbers on Twitch for it. But that's also a game with Riot backing it. That's a lot of name brand recognition and kind of a pretty easy win. Mm-hmm. The question comes, what's when someone with a little less name brand recognition with Riot tries a similar strategy will it work as well? Mm -hmm. And again, Fall Guys is uh, produced by Devolver, so it has some... uh, Developed by Mediatronic, I believe, but uh, produced by... Oh, yes, I put it up. Produced public by Devolver. So it has some name brand recognition, but certainly not Riot. Mm -hmm. Uh, But did the same strategy work? Uh, Yeah. Super hell yeah, it did. Um, So for those who don't know, Fall Guys is basically a very, very fun... Uh, goofy sort of battle royale where it's round of 60, your little blob people, they starts out with 60 players, and through five rounds of little race or survival minigames, you get whittled down to a single winner. Mm-hmm. Um, and being a very stream-friendly game, very view-friendly game, and a good party game, yeah, they, also, they also tried using this uh, system of allowing people to, uh, giving streamers the ability to drop beta keys and they also did a lot of their own uh, giving out of keys over Twitter. People who got people who sent them funny memes got keys. People who just made them laugh got keys. Like they really used all the tools possible to get word of the game out, mm-hmm. and they did really well. Both the Friday, both last Friday and Saturday of their technical beta, were able to put some pretty impressive numbers. I think they have a screenshot of when they were number one on Twitch, even if it wasn't for long. Mm-hmm. They managed to, like, over Fortnite and just, you know, 
took a snapshot just to show how well they did. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a really smart strategy. Uh, to add on to that, their game was what the article directly about is the game is going to release for free for PlayStation Plus subscribers uh, in August, along with Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2, Remastered, No One Cares, whatever, Doritos. Um, <laughs> but, so I think this is just such a smart use of basically every tool at your disposal, social media engagement, streamer engagement, and getting a PlayStation Plus deal. Um, mm-hmm. This is just, this is textbook. If, if you're the kind of game that is something that's attractive to streamers and can work with this model and you have the resources to do this, this is such a great strategy because it's it's literally just free press generating its own free press, generating its own free hype. Again, I, I play the game for a good four hours. It's tremendously fun. I think as long as they're consistent, as long as they, you know, introduce new funny cosmetics, try and make some new boards in once in a while. I think this game has a tremendous potential for a really fun party game. Yeah, I think I think the combination of the Twitch key drop, getting everybody hyped for it, and then being like, hey, if you have a PlayStation and you have a PlayStation Plus membership, it's free for you. It's such an easy barrier to entry to like get the hype out there and then say, hey, come play. It's This game's going to have really healthy numbers for a long time, I think. Um, but... That's going to do it for this week's show, which means Mizuki, Ian, and Fisher King, it's time to go home and become family men, because this week's winner is the Dapper Dastard. Woo! Woo! Are you ready for your minute to win it? Yeah, yeah, you know what, I'll, I'll figure something out. All right, then please, <laughs> take it away. All right. Uh... <laughs> yeah, okay, 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 so... We're most likely going to get one more Sony and Xbox event in August. And uh, to be kind of fair, this should really be expected because uh, we sort of still are missing a lot of information on the next-gen consoles. Um, They're going to be up for pre-order, you know, by within the next couple months. They got to be ready for pre-order by Black Friday, right? I mean, we got to assume that, right? So at a certain point, we should probably know how much these systems are going to cost. Um, you know, and maybe some exact release dates or anything. So, like, I, I, I'm, I'm glad we're getting to, uh, to, to a, an event from Sony and Xbox Age. You know, I, I don't know if they're going to be, if, if there's much more to learn about new games. But, again, both of them didn't really tell us the most important facts about the damn consoles themselves. And uh, as a consumer, I kind of want to know that. Uh, so, you, you know, info, please. Yo, uh, Xbox, how much how much you gonna cost, girl, please? <laughs> how much you gonna cost? <laughs> Give I, me... I have a counterpoint. What if they don't tell us? <laughs> what if <laughs> what if, what if no one no one gets to know how much the consoles cost until day of release? And they and they just take the money from your bank account. Yeah. No, they, they post pre-orders with no dollar value attached. Exactly. To yes. And then you, show up, you show up at the game shop at the Best Buy, and he, like you're walking up to the counter, not knowing how much it costs. <laughs> and then he scans, and then he scans it, and you go, "Oh, fuck." Uh, <laughs> like, hmm, am I going to be able to eat this week or not? Oh. My first child jokes on you. I'm never having kids. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a loop. It's like a loot box, but it's a whole console. Oh my Jesus god. Christ. No, he's randomly generated how much you pay for. <laughs> what if what if it's what if it's based on consumer income? 
So <laughs> oh, based, sliding based, scale. Based so, on how how quick you got it, the the earlier you get in, the cheaper they are. So, so if like if Bill Gates wanted to buy an Xbox, it would be like a billion dollars. Oh, you're saying but, it's, it's based on your tax bracket. Yeah, scale, yeah, yeah, sliding scale. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Bill Gates has to spend money on a, a Microsoft system. <laughs> he does now. Send these like give it to me. Uh, <laughs> whoa, that's wild! Does Bill Gates have to buy Microsoft items? I would hope not for his sake. It sounds like he's running a bad company, otherwise. But, uh, but other things to talk about this week. We've got a new video should be up Saturday on the history of flash games that's going to be real fun real real long time coming on this one i've been working on it for forever but it is definitely a trip down memory lane looking at a bunch of old websites and old flash games to play them um i believe fisher you have uh, some important news to talk about oh shit i do i'll be damned we actually did the ding dang thing <laughs> and yesterday we filmed episode one of the uh new D show or i guess Around the tabletop to the sequel. Now we're doing D and D. That will be up. Um, it's going to be edited in 22 minutes. Um, it, when it goes up is up to Zach. So uh, it might be up later this week, maybe this weekend, like Saturday or something. Or maybe it'll be up on uh, like early next week. Radical. Yeah, and we had a lot of fun. It was it was cool. Yeah, it, it, it was very fun. Um, I'm excited to see how that goes. Something I um, on my desk. I've been doing a uh, Pokemon Nuzlocke that's mm. extremely randomized uh, with my boy uh, uh, Woke Sweetie at twitch.tv slash Woke Sweetie. We're doing that every uh, Sunday, and it's not going great, but it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> we, we randomized like literally everything we could, and it's a mess. I popped in, popped in for a little bit the other week, and uh, was 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 fun to be had. For sure. <laughs> Pretty fun. I, I watched for a couple hours. But I think that's going to do that's it. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you once again for watching the show. Uh, remember, we go up live every Thursday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch.tv slash KingKaiser. And we go up on our YouTube as well as Apple iTunes and as of now, Spotify. The very oh. next day. Bam. So... If you want to listen you to us there, the you can. I finally did the thing. Uh, but until next time, this has been Around the Monitor.